trauma-related triggers. And these triggers connect to how external stresses and anxieties are managed. Take as many as apply to you. Such things as when life is particularly stressful. Remember, we don't want you to put trauma as some massive thing that happens um, in a debilitating way in war-torn countries, in some major terrorist event. It's the lesser things as well that causes stress. That can be trauma. It's about its impact on your brain, the death of someone, anniversaries of those deaths. When life feels out of control, when life feels empty and meaningless, feeling fearful, feeling powerless, feeling anxious about something. Sometimes you can't even put your finger on what that something is. You just know there's this inner anxiousness going on. Feeling depressed, feeling empty or dead inside, lacking emotion. Feeling agitated and restless. When you feel vulnerable, when you feel you should be, must be strong, should be fighting back. When your body feels tense, when your body feels numb, anything else you want to write in there. Now note, if you struggle to complete this exercise, or if you're worried that you might have forgotten some things, take a few minutes just to think over the last time that you acted out. What can you see? from those last times, those situations. What were the situations, the events, the circumstances over the last 24 hours, 48 hours, the last three days leading up to acting out? What was going on in your life? What can you find? Let yourself go back in time and remember what was going on in your life around that time. Learning to recognise triggers takes time and unfortunately it often takes a few relapses before key emotional and environmental influences can be pinpointed and understood so that you can better see them. What you can see, you now get a chance to go after. Not enough just to know about what those triggers are. It's important that you then start to take steps to manage those triggers. So this exercise is about avoiding emotional and environmental triggers. A key element of relapse prevention is planning. By thinking ahead about your personal circumstances and lifestyle, you can work out where and when you're most likely to hit triggers with a view to avoiding them. So we said, it's not enough just to know what your triggers are. You've got to start to manage those triggers. For example, if you know that anger is a trigger and that anger rises when you're in traffic, traffic jams. Now it sounds a bit trite to say, then leave more time for your journey. And yet, as trite as that may be, that might actually re represent the truth of managing that particular situation. Very basic, 
but it is a way of managing your emotions. Limit the likelihood of it happening. A common trigger for many people is simply having the opportunity to act out. For example, too much free time on your hands. Spare cash. Perhaps being alone in the house. The family has gone away, your partner has gone away, is going away. Internet access, not been blocked. These are situations that you can look ahead and anticipate is going to give rise to a trigger. You've got to put some things in place to manage the eventuality that is going to happen. You've got to be proactive risk manage the situation not just note it know it's going to happen but you'll be able to get through it no you've got to put some practical things in place to manage that situation the following exercise which i'm giving you as a part of this particular session and task is is one that encourages you not just to think about the temptations the triggers but also what you might do to support, to help yourself through them. And so it's set out in the form of a table. At the top are two columns. The column at the top is entitled Dangerous to Recovery. The second column to its left, or to the right I should say of that, is Supportive of Recovery. So dangerous to recovery and supportive of recovery and here are the things that you are being asked to look at under each of those headings and you're being asked to write in at least three things in each of these boxes the first one is your emotions what do you know are the situations which are dangerous to your recovery when it comes to your emotions Write in three things that you know about yourself in relation to your emotions and dangerous to your recovery. Then write in three things which you know are supportive of your recovery. You continuing to keep your sobriety, to avoid relapse. Things that are supportive of your recovery in terms of your emotions. The next one, routines and events, activities that you get involved with. Which of those activities are dangerous to your recovery? Write in three things. And then what things are supportive of your recovery in relation to those activities, including avoidance? And then the last one is people and places. The people that are the places, which is very much your environment, dangerous to your recovery, people to avoid, places to avoid. And which ones are supportive of your recovery, people you want in your life? And we're going to do some work when we look at the relapse prevention tools about the support structure of people that you need solidly built around you in your inner circle in your middle circle, in your outer circle. That will make sense later. 
what are the things supportive of your recovery in terms of certain places? Thinking about staying in a hotel and you know historically that has been a source of acting out. What might you do to enhance your ability to get through that hotel stay and maintain your sobriety? Come back with that homework and that's something, having completed that homework, maybe you'd want to book in a session with me for us to talk about what you've written on your sheet, but the whole subject matter of managing your triggers, having identified what they are.